Right. So Anthony, thank you yep, yep, for for doing the vineyard with me. Appreciate it. Yep. For your time. Fuck with it, yeah. Yeah, of course. This is this is awesome. Thank this you. Awesome. For letting me into your house and doing this. So can we can we start by talking about the growlers a little bit? Would that, would that be all right? Okay, cool. So how did how did you get into that? What was what was the uh, the, the beginning point for you in that band? Um, well, the um, I grew up in Costa Mesa, California, and I um, was uh, started playing music when I was super young, and um, I'm uh, one of my. Uh, girlfriends, ex-girlfriend now, but she's still a really good friend of mine. You want to give out the name? Yeah, her name's Sophie, Sophie Molinari, and she fucking... Shout out to Sophie, thank you. Yeah, Texas, Austin, Texas. Um, she fucking, I remember, like, I was, uh, I think I was, like, 15 years old, and she showed me Growlers, like, the greatest shits had just come out. 2006. And I was, like, anytime your girlfriend, especially when you're younger, shows you a band, you're, like, fuck this band, you know, just to, just, like... Actually, it's funny. Um, Alex knows that he has this awesome, one of the best lyrics in a Tomorrow's Tulip song. It's like, um, show me your favorite record so I can tell you that it sucks. And it's like fucking so true. Like, I just hated it on him at first just because I was like, it was, she showed me him. And she showed me all the rad shit I listened to. Like, like um, I mean, we, we enjoyed the cramps together, but she showed me like, she got me into like bands I had known, but never like Violent Femmes. Um, she got me super into the Cramps. I had actually seen the Cramps prior, but with was, with Lux Interior. Yeah, with Lux right oh. before he died. Yeah, Wh- I saw when, him at the Hoot Nanny. What year was that? Uh, this is in two thousand three, I think. Wow. Yeah. So how how old are you then? You're, you're um, I was thirteen. I was yeah, thirteen years old. Dang. Um, okay. Did did she have like one of the original pressings of like the CD, The Greatest Shits? Uh, she did. She did. She did. In fact, um, because back uh, in the day when she showed me this, she actually her and her little group of friends, they were called like the fucking cell sliders. They, it's gonna be so embarrassed if they ever hear this fucking thing because it's like no one listens to this. Just, well, the, yeah, it's all good. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was That's why I'm gonna talk a bunch of shit on sh- here. Sharing. But, um, she, uh, she, she, uh, they, they used to go over to the Growler studio, um, in, in, uh, in Costa Mesa, yeah, in the, Costa Mesa, the one on, uh, the one where they took the, the record cover for, um, uh, are you in or out? Yeah. Um, that's, that's that spot. A lot of videos were done there. Um, and, uh, so that warehouse, she, her and her friends used to go there. Actually, they're in an old Growler's video, uh, that's called, um, Stolen something junior is that what it was? Swallowed whole, or, yeah, swallowed whole. I think okay. because there's like a zombie party kind of thing, and um, uh, they sh- they're in that. But funny enough, my friend Tommy lived at that same warehouse. He moved in with them, and so this guy Tommy I met through Sophie at a Growler show. Funny enough, um, and the Muslims and Japanese Motors and um, who the fuck was the other band? There's one more band I think. Um, Oh, my buddy who I went to high school with, Levi Prairie, Gantez Warrior. And uh, and I met Gantes this dude. Gantez Warrior? That's yeah, a yeah. sick name. Yeah, and so I met this dude, Tommy, and he was just like this little 
punk like kind of um you know like uh like super super nice i mean he came up to me like we were we had known each other for years um but and you know he and it's some people get like kind of like you know intimidated by people like that or like kind of like what the fuck is this dude but i was like oh cool this dude's like super nice to me and like um showed me and he also showed me a lot of rad stuff art and um we ended up playing together our first show was at my ex-girlfriend sophie's birthday party um and we were in a band called jungle peeps and we used to practice every day playing terrible you know songs like because we sucked at playing music back then at the growler studio and brooks was there most of the time and he put up with so much shit noise was that when he was living there in, in yeah the yeah this or? is i mean we even when once i joined we all lived together up until 2014 when the fire happened but um that was that was from a firework right yeah that was from a firework Oof. and so was it in the garage or how did it the, yeah, yeah. Our friend Hanky lit off a firework and it hit like the roof of the um, opened garage and went that day that the fire happened. Actually, me and Brooks had just cleaned um, the garage. It was so messy and we just cleaned it and we put all the shit in one spot and basically the firework landed where that one spot was. And I even remember hearing my friend Kyle or Kyle Straka go fucking you better check on that firework. Like, I never, he's the, those two, the, Buddy Hanky and Kyle are the biggest pyros, and I never heard him ever say, check on that firework. And of course he didn't, though, because, you know, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You never say that. And then all of a sudden, like, fucking, not even, like, maybe a couple minutes, I'm in the bus. Like, I just got back from Europe. I was stayed there longer, and, like, me and my ex-girlfriend were just sleeping, in, in, in the bus? Yeah. Was yeah, it the, I lived the California... In, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Teen the teen church, church choir. Yeah. And so, um, and then all of a sudden, I see these huge fucking flames coming out of the building, and uh, the fucking, the whole thing just fucking went kaput right there, and the city, like, oh my god, they, well, first off, they, were, they closed down all of Placentia, even though we didn't even live on the street, technically, at this new warehouse, we lived up an alley, and they still, they're so trigger-happy, and they're bored, but they closed down the whole street, sent 40 fucking, like, vehicles of, like, firemen and fucking cops and, you know, ambulances and fucking funny. I was in the bus, and, like, I knew that shit was illegal to live in that. And so... And, and you then, were living in the bus? Yeah, yeah. And so I knew it was illegal, and so I was like, shit, well, I got to, like, I know that I... As soon as the fire happened, our buddy uh, <laughs> is on the fucking phone, calls the, you know, the fire guy, and he's like... He's like, oh, he's from the, he's from Texas, and he's like, yeah, yeah, um, we we uh we our 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 garage is burned down, and and they're like, okay, you know, like okay, where are you? He's like, we're uh, twenty twenty five Placentia Avenue, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then like we're by the way, mind you, we're going to the shower, which is like a good hundred feet away from this fire, grabbing buckets of water and coming to throw them on this fucking huge fire, and um, and uh, Brooks was out getting sushi. And um, and I wake up and see these flames. I'm like, holy shit, the fucking house is on fire. And I get out and I immediately try to, like, water, you know, get it. And he's on the phone. And actually, for a split second, we get this fire out. And he's like, oh, wait. Uh, we're like, no, it's good. Don't have him come. He's like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. And then all of a sudden, boom, like a backdraft. There's an explosion of the electrical fucking, all the electrical blew up. And, like, and my bus was hooked up to that specific line. And uh, he's like, oh, wait, no, no, we need you to come. And we're like, fuck like shit everyone like i'm like fuck i can't like i gotta hide that i live in this bus so i grabbed the extension cable that was plugged into it 
throw it on top of the bus. It's sparking. And then fucking my buddy Hanky goes to like try and kind of put it out um, because all of the old growlers like merch, all of the history of the band essentially is fucking melting because it's in plastic. And he went to push it and he's got melted plastic all over his hand. He's the one that started the fire. And then uh, they're the, now they're already fucking there. Like they got there so quick. There was a fire station literally really right next door though. Keep on and your toes. So um, and so I was hiding in the bus though. But so our friend Clark, who's this guy from Texas on the phone, was like, he didn't know I was still in the bus hiding. He's like, Where, where's Anthony? Where's Christina? Oh my god, are they dead? Like, did they? Are they in there still? And they're like, no, dude, he's in the bus. Like, shut the fuck up. And uh, he's like, what? What? He's where? He's in there? Like, no, dude. And, like, I was, like, watching this all go by. Firemen are on top of the roof hacking the fucking whole place down. They're just like, oh, my God. I see him absolutely dousing my fucking Marshall half cab fucking just, like, is, well, it's actually my full speaker cabinet and then my head. And, like, it's from 1980. My uncle gave it to me. It's the first amp I ever got. And uh, they're just fucking roasting that thing with water. And then, because it was on fire. And then my my fucking, uh, my son concert bass, like, 1972 bass head and my custom Ampeg cabinet is just fucking on fire and getting fucking doused with water. And this is, and it's funny because that head, that sun head, had actually just caught on fire twice on this the tour prior. The first Beach Goth, our friend Brad Coleman came up on stage, fucking blew fairy dust, and I'm like, Wait, what which, the fuck? which which beach, beach Goth? The first was one. He blew some fuck? dust. It gets inside the fucking amp, and because it was so hot, like you know the, all the capacitors and stuff, it fucking caught fire on stage. I don't know if anyone saw that at the first Beach Goth, but. My head caught was, was this inside the uh, yeah the, inside the, the main room? yeah and then Oof. on that same tour like a couple weeks prior, I didn't know about like proper like resistance for amps of like if you have a head and it's a four ohm head you need to match the in, in, the impedance like for the electrical resistance I'm not gonna get into that but basically I didn't know about it and um, I was running two cabs because fucking Scott Montoya tried to like do an experiment and fucked it up so I needed an extra cabinet to get make it louder. Was Scott there uh, when it was burning? Or yeah, was yeah. He? Oh, yeah, he was yeah. There too? And uh, so the head caught on fire then because it blew up. I didn't know about that shit. But anyway, so the fire, they come, do all this shit. Brooks gets there. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, my. The house is burned down. Okay. Uh, did anyone grab the fire extinguisher that was right next to where the fire was? No, we didn't even know we had one. Fucking the fire extinguisher was right there the whole time. And fucking... All my amp, and I still have that Marshall. It's right there, actually, and it still kind of works. I'm I've been working on it for years since the fire, and that was goddamn. That was December of 2013. It's behind the that painting, that flower. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, you can move that, and uh, and that you can see those burn marks on it. Got some story to it. Yeah, visually. And then the cabinet is right there, and the cabinet works perfect behind the fan, and. Cause Scott has a lot of that stuff too, huh? That that uh, was in the fire that he yeah, like, yeah, salvaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He has yeah. a lot of this stuff, and so, um, and so, yeah, that was with the fire, and so. But how I came about getting in the band was yeah, like oh yeah, played, back to that. Yeah, played with uh, this dude Tommy. Started tremors, practicing at the place all the time. I become really good buddies with all the dudes, especially uh, Matt and Brooks and. Um, and Scott and then Kyle 
joined the band. He wasn't in the band when I first met them. Um, and then once he joined, I became good friends did, with him. Did, did he join the same time that you did? Like he on... joined. I joined like a year after him. I think. Oh, okay. Um, so he was there 2011. 2010. 2010. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, so, um, so like I'm like now I'm surfing with them. I'm hanging out with them all the time. And I, I I'm playing with Tomorrow's Tulips as well now. And we do. We got asked to do a tour with the Growlers and. Warren was starting to do the Abigails and he didn't have anyone to play with him though He was just gonna fucking figure it out as he goes Because it's like a really easy country song and then um, so this dude who was filling in on bass after uh, Scott went to drums for like a, a, just a couple shows with the growlers. He was f playing bass with Warren and Not doing a great job and I was like what like it's country. It's super easy I had never really played bass in a band, but I was like, I told uh, this girl Ellie, who was the only permanent member at that time that was playing in the Abigails, and she knew how to play the songs. I'm like, if you write down the chords, I can play like the bass lines. And, you know, and then so I did that, and like Matt and Brooks and Scott and Kyle, they were all like, whoa, like when they saw me playing with them, they're like, whoa, how do you fucking, it was like mind blowing to them. Like, how do you, he just never heard the songs before. How's he playing? Like, cause they, you know, they, they didn't come into it with like, as like musicians, they, they, they like started playing cause they like wanted to play at a party, you know? Yeah. And that's totally, that's like pretty much what I did. But like, I'm like very like scientific with everything I do. Like no matter everything I get into, I get really into it, study everything I can about it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, I have like an obsessive compulsive, like total disorder. That's why I clean all the time and fucking... But anyway, so like I, um, yeah, I played that, and then they were really impressed with it. And they, since Scott went to drums, and they were had a temporary guy, they were like, after after that tour, Brooks called me over to the studio, and he's like, um, like, do you want to play with us? Like, because I've always been into, like, we've always been good friends, you know. Like you're, um, I've been in, you know, into your your style of playing, and I want a guitar player playing bass, since you know, make it really drivey. And from that point, like, um. The growlers, like, yeah, we we uh, kind of got our own sound after that, and that's how I joined. That's awesome. So I knew him, like I said, since I was like 15, 16, with my girlfriend at the time showing me them. So we would, and she hung out with them, and so I'd go over there, hang out, met the dude Tommy, then became really good friends, and they, uh, yeah, they liked me. And so was that was that feeling mutual? Did you like them as well? Oh yeah, Growlers before I joined. Oh dude, they were fucking. Not only were they my best friends, I thought they were one of the best bands I've ever heard in my life. Straight up. I yeah. mean, I understand why people like obsess over them. Right. You know? uh, it's like those fucking freaks out there. <laughs> yeah. Including me. You know, yeah. I was a huge Growlers fan. You know, like before I joined the band. That's why I was so stoked to do it. I mean, I always knew I was like had. A, I always had when I first met them. I always knew I was. I had. A, I always saw myself like playing with them in some facet I just could never figure it out because I was like well they're so perfect but like I always got along so well with uh, the guys that like and I could tell that there were certain older members that they weren't really vibing back in the day they used to have like other guys that like no one even knows about that used to play in the band you know like that guy who played keys what was his name Miles yeah, yeah Miles oh there's even Jordan uh, Jordan yeah, he's a fucking awesome character he lived there when I first met them what did, what did he play is this still this thing still going right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay cool 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 yeah 
still going. Sorry to throw out the, the rhythm. Um, so wait, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, uh, he's a motherfucking crazy ass dude. What, what did he play? What was his? He played guitar and keys. So okay. before Kyle Straka joined the band, <clears throat> they had. And then that, this was pre. Um, uh, we just. I just mentioned his name. Brian? Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, no, Miles. 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 Yeah, uh, no, this is after Miles. Miles. After Miles. Miles quit because he had a, he was having a baby. Yeah. And then, um, so Jordan. Jordan's a crazy, like, like scientist genius. Like when it comes to music, insane guitar player. The one of the best surf guitarists I've ever heard. I put him up there with Dick Dale. Yeah, I was say Dick Dale's son. And uh, he's just he's a he's a little lo- loony loony case though. Um, but he was in this awesome band called the Zookeepers, and he was living there, and he's just got a far out lifestyle. And you know, like he's so far out that it's like, it's it's you know he's doing his thing. Yeah. And so have you seen him since? I have not <laughs> seen him since. I've seen him one time actually, and I heard he was living in a bush. He told me that. That's how far oh, you heard it from is. him, the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's like with him, you never know who you get, and you don't know who you know. But he's an awesome guy. I really do like him, and uh, that's cool. Yeah, and so he, uh, so he played it. You know, so I, I saw with all these guys. I'm like, okay, why do they keep going through all these members? You know, and I'm like, like I told him even jokingly a couple of times. I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll play with you guys. I was so much younger than them, though, that it just didn't seem realistic in that sense. Yeah, what was what was the age difference? I was, I mean, when I joined the band, I was 19 years old. I had a fake ID for like, a good while when I was playing with the Growlers. I had to use it to get into the show. Um, and Alex's bar, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty heavy on that ID, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually used it at Alex's bar when we played there quite a few times, believe it or not. But, um, yeah. Uh, um, that place seems really cool, too. They are, like, let's see, Scott was... Um, he was he was about to turn thirty, and that and you were was 19. fucking mind blowing to me. I was like thirty, holy shit, dude. He's old. I'm about to I'm gonna be thirty very soon here, and like, fuck, like that's gnarly. And then like Brooks and Matt were in between. Brooks and Matt. Uh, Brooks is twenty nine. Matt's twenty eight, and Kyle's twenty seven. So they go in order, and then I was nineteen. You know, so it was like, oh shit, you know. I like for instance right now let's see I am about to turn 27 in a couple weeks um I was Brooks's age when I first met him and he was like he was 26 actually he might have been 24 yeah no he was 24 actually fuck which is crazy because he seems so old to me and I told him when I met him he's like how old are you I'm like 16 he's like get the fuck out of my house so he said but he was joking he's like his his house or his warehouse uh well (laughs) it's Brooks Nielsen's (laughs) If you knew him, he, you'd understand that one. But um, yeah, and so uh, yeah, that's that's the story of me jawing with those dudes. That's that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, you guys got along real great, just chemistry-wise, because you guys knew each other for so long. And blah, yeah, blah. I mean, we honestly like. I remember the first couple tours we did. Like, um, yeah, how how was that? Was it, it was, just? I mean, it was fucking awesome. I oh my god, it was like I was you know living the dream, hanging out with the. Uh, my best friends and we were super tight and uh um and i was learning playing a new instrument you know which is always fun just learning and progressing yeah like yeah. i mean playing bass especially with the girls it, it changed my like this, my musicianship you know like mm-hmm. I, the way i write songs and go about thinking about like music theory is completely changed my scales are different like my um my just like even like my obedience on stage when it comes to like the song like uh like rhythm and 
like you know just grooving like at the proper time i don't know it's like discipline it taught me a lot of discipline but at the same time like repetition is good if it's a good riff you know mm -hmm. and but um but yeah so the first couple tours i remember like every band we brought they would break up like during the tour and i was like what is going on with these fucking bands why is every band ba like but i mean we, they we, were we, trying to keep up with us and we were parting our asses off at this time like gnarly this is when we were poor which is awesome because you have no worries because you have no money you know which people always say if you have you nothing know, you have nothing to lose kind of exactly a deal. Yeah. and that's how it is because I like when you because when anything complicated that's come in my life has been about money and it's been because of you know f like people you know trying to like monetize you know uh an art you know and it's just yeah. fucking bullshit and uh it's just it's 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 the the worst thing that's ever like you know like terrible money it's, creates greed and all it's that. terrible so back then when we were poor we didn't have hotel rooms we didn't have anywhere to stay what, what, were you sleeping in the bus we were sleeping in the bus but then we would try and stay at people's house because we had to shower you know yeah we were literally couldn't afford a hotel room believe it or not we were so in debt when i joined the band the van was so in debt and we were like uh, you know just getting worked and our uh, like we had a label that was our management and just which was like, was it ever loving or was um something else yeah it was uh i don't remember it was uh, I, I, I i didn't know what was going on because i was only 19 and like i didn't even know we were in like i was like what's it what was debt like what does that mean how are you in debt like what is that is that just how it is when you play music and it pretty much is though if you're everyone's in debt to a record label but like fucking um it was awesome though because like I was young so I wanted to party my ass off these dudes just did party their ass off um, and like we we got I, there wasn't like any fights what so fucking ever dude no fighting no fucking no bullshit Drama, whatever, we never yeah. had that though to be honest with you we always even being in like that we close were always knit. like very like like we like respected each other's boundaries you know um, certain people would like to cross it, but it was funny because they're doing it on purpose, you know, and if, and that's how, you know, it is with your buddies. That's why I got along with them so well is because my group of friends growing up, like, especially, like, Taylor Bonin, who's working with the Growlers, and my buddy Will, who plays bass in the Abigails, I grew up with those guys since I was really little. And you, we you, talked you, so much yeah. shit to each other. Like, if I were to, if you were to hear us talk on the phone, you would think I would hate the guy. Because it's just like, you know, you got to put your buddy down because he thinks he's a hot shot, you know? And Take it keeps, you, keeps your ego fucking way in balance, you know? And, makes uh, you check yourself for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, it makes you just yeah. like, you know, realize like, you know, you're a fucking dork. And that's okay, you know? Because everyone is. You, you brought Taylor uh, to, yeah, the, exactly. to the Growlers. Yeah, and so that's why, and that's why he was able to come in so smoothly is because those dudes were the same way. They just fucking fucked with each other to a certain point it wasn't never anything that was really um spiteful or like fucking vicious it was always in good fun i've never i've fucking it was seriously like i've you know laughed my ass off um every day even if someone was getting pissed off um but it was just it wasn't ever something like where someone was like legitimately you know fuck it was like someone's getting you know they're getting their fucking chain pulled and you know and so it was all in good 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 humor and um 
it was cool though because but it was crazy because we'd see these other bands they'd all be breaking up and like it was like fuck dude like these why are these guys being, like these bands are like on a tour like where there's you know back then you know if we had like 150 people at the venue we were playing because we were playing small venues that was a fucking awesome you know and like so like it's not like we're playing huge shows but like there's people coming to your show in Tallahassee there's people coming to your show in like Lawrence Kansas you know and and this is 2011 2012 like that's awesome and like yeah I guess they were coming to see the guys but like they're getting exposed to that audience as well and like we were more poor than the open the the fucking opening bands were getting paid more than we were in the sense of like on a personal level they were taking you know probably taking home more cash because we were so in debt that it's like all this stuff you know like like, a lot of people would you know be like oh well you know this tour it's like it's hard for us because we're like in a you know a van and like fucking you know like you guys are like you know the main band it's like what does that mean like because we ended up doing a tour after that for a a long while after the bus broke down in a van we did a fucking tour for three weeks in the south only the south in a fucking van that was carpeted on the inside and had two tiny windows in the back that were like fucking you know a size of like a little football and And that that was with you Kyle that uh, was literally when we didn't even have yeah me and Scott were selling merch for the band and uh, this is before Taylor um, and uh it was like a, one time we stopped in Arkansas. It was a hundred and eight degrees and ninety percent humidity. Me and Brooks ended up just walking around in our whitey tidies, and fucking the cops came because we w- walked in this mall, and we were just trying to fuck around, you know, because we were being little shit kids and fucking. We're never allowed at that mall ever again. I can tell you that Little Rock, Little Rock, uh, uh, City Mall. We are not. Me and Brooks are banned for life from that place. But um, mall security sucks. Yeah. Man. Um, but like, it, so you know, so people, you know, it's just, oh, you know, like, it's you don't know how rough it is or something. It's like, dude, we used to, on that tour too. Since we were in that van, now we don't have a place to stay at all with because we didn't know bus. Now we have to find someone at the show to stay at their house. And when you try to do that, those people, that's the only night they get to hang out with you, possibly in their life. But for sure in a long while, because when's the next time you're going to be in, like, you know, Nashville? And so that one night, they want to party their fucking asses off like they've never partied before with you. Now, you have to do that every night with a new person. <clears throat> and there's no ifs, ands, or buts, because you are staying at their fucking house, you know? So um, I have a lot of funny experiences of, like... <laughs> <laughs> being in you know random fucking locate being at a lesbian like co-op and there's a what? fucking goddamn uh like uh rave happening at the co-op and everyone's dressed up like kind of furries and i'm on acid and i did not know what the fuck i was walking into and and, and with the were the other band members as well on acid or uh, was it just a solo yeah no trip? i mean yeah no it was me and i think like um me and like Brooks and Scott I think or something and uh and fuck dude it was yeah it was gnarly I mean my first co- my first my second show with the Growlers was a secret show that we did in San Francisco that was mimicking like what the Grateful Dead did with like Ken Kesey the acid test yeah yeah we did the that. Mary Pranksters yeah yeah we that, did one of those that's in San Francisco cool. your second your second show my second show what, what was the first one was it down here it's in Vegas <laughs> On Valentine's Just Day, tr- traveling all around. Valentine's was it? Was it at the? 
Oh, what's that one place? Uh, it wasn't at the the bunk bar. If that's what you're talking about. Oh, I did the the bunk the, bar. It was at the like this um, double down saloon or something. Oh, okay, like that. okay. And it was. Like, and you're a still Terry. I got a tattoo at it actually. What's tattoo? I, I think I got that. No, I got this at Psych Fest. I got. Uh, that that was also. It's yeah, in it Austin, 19, right? I was 19. And I took ecstasy for my first time, and I was Ooh. playing my first growler show on ecstasy. It was. Did, I mean, did it sound amazing to you? Like. Oh, yeah, I was right fucking now. vibing my ass off. I was on ecstasy. Awesome. First time. I had taken Molly a bunch, but I fucking loved ecstasy. I, so I ended up, the night that we did that acid test show, a week later, I took ecstasy 2 and acid that night. So you were so you were in Las Vegas, first show, and then a week later... Yeah, in uh, San Francisco, we started a gnarly, long-ass West Coast tour with the All La Laws. Was it, uh, was it in the chapel uh, up in San Francisco? or No, this was at the uh, place that used to do underground shows called the Engine Works. Like my, All my old bands used to play there, uh, Tremors. And so uh, so that, um, your first tour thing, that was in 2011? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, 2011. With All the Laws. All the Laws. That's And then we went awesome. to South by Southwest. With them as well? Yeah. Um, Did we you, you, were you guys in the them. same van? or you No, no, like, they were in their own car. We had the bus. And then after South by Southwest, uh, Tremors uh, joined, like my other band, mm -hmm. joined the tour. Um, because we had actually had a tour planned, gnarly. My friend Tommy booked a fucking tour himself for like a month of like, had it all lined up. And I had to cancel because uh, Brooks had asked me to do it, you know. And there was, I mean, what am I going to do, you know. I felt really bad about that. And I thought he was going to take it really, really bad. And he did at first, but... And understandably so, like that fucking sucks. I felt really bad, but I was like, oh, can, let, let me <clears throat> try and get on a Growlers tour, you know, which sounds awesome. But um, back then, like St. Louis Growlers 2011, there's probably like 15 people at the show, believe it or not. Um, now, I, mean, I remember the last time I played Nashville with Growlers, there was like fucking 500 people there. I can't believe it. But um, uh, and then where else did we fucking play? We played like <laughs> fucking... Somewhere in Indiana, or like in Indiana, I can't remember, it was like Bloomington, which we didn't end up playing because it flooded the basement. Um, played a bunch of basically middle America, and there was really uh, no no one there. And so that kind of, I felt bad because I was like, oh yeah, we, see, we get to open at a Growlers like, tour. And then it was like, oh my God, there's no one at these fucking shows. I was like, the first half, there was, I swear to God, there was like, it was fucking packed, you know, because we played like Seattle and. Yeah. Portland. Within that was good. those with all us as well. Yeah. With, with well, no, no. After South by, they bailed. And, okay. And Tremors. And Tremors stepped in. Yeah. And the Night Beats actually, we did a thing with. Them. Oh, okay. Like Tremors cool. and Night Beats. So it was fun. That was oh my god. Once that started, it was like especially because there's no one at the show, so it was like okay, just get as obliterated as you can, and uh, let's see how this one goes. And we got fucking 86 from so many venues. You know, our buddies from the Night Beats is like. And we had like a competition subconsciously it was never talked about but it was like who can fuck up the green room the most I wasn't really part of this because I'm the new guy at this point so I'm like mister like drinking my water but not know, a drinking a tall can like by myself like no I'm just kidding like I was like trying to like party and but I was like I couldn't keep up at the time you know and I was like holy shit this dude's up in the corner up like up in a corner of the green room like somehow in the like perch himself like a gargoyle just projectile vomiting like all over the goddamn Ooh. place and and then i had got chosen to be the designated driver of the bus that night which was funny because actually the guys were really really good about me since i was underage like not letting me drink and drive 
And I don't think I drank that night, obviously, because they were like, dude, if I had one fucking beer, they would not let me. I was like, no, I would be like, no, I'm like, I never get like blackout. Like, oh, I get, I mean, I get fucking super, you know, whatever. But I, I, whenever I drink, solely drink, I never get like, I see people like just absolutely fucking incoherent, you know? Yeah. And so like, I've got like, you know, my wits about me if I'm, you know, unless I get to a certain point of someone like fucking you know, date rapes me or something, but, like, um, and I remember, so I was driving, and the fucking guy at the venue that we got 86 from in Omaha, Nebraska, fucking threw a tall can at me while I'm sitting in the driver's seat of the bus, and I'm, like, I didn't know where, I thought it was, honestly, like, Brooks or something, because that, I was, like, who's just threw this tall can at me? Was it, was it full, or was it It was a fucking full one, and then, fucking, and then Kyle gets out, and just, like, what, what the fuck, and then he gets out, and starts fucking punching the dude and then we fucking oh Kyle took over yeah and I, I hopped out and started fucking helping him too awesome. funny enough though on the fucking drive on that drive to uh, Des Moines because our buddy Woody has a big house there so we're driving there I had my bass player from Tremor sitting in the front with me and I had uh, 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 Traeger the drummer of Nightbeats they're both sitting in the front and I've known these two guys for a long time like done so many tours with my old bands with them obviously I played in one of them with them and then like the Night Beats they were like my those were like my road buddies literally I've done so many tours with them at this point and uh, they're in the so front with tight, me like super, super tight yeah. with them and they're sitting in the front with me drinking Louis falls asleep bangs his head on the like the bo- the, the like uh, um, dashboard like the uh Kind of uh, the uh, oh the the the, the bar door the, extension the, oh, okay. thing you know to open the door like right. that thing for right. buses. There's a bar that sits right next to the stairs that you can open the door. You know like how the bus driver opens it. Yeah, and he fucking hits his fucking face on that. Then five minutes later, Traeger falls, hits his fucking face on it while sleeping, and it was so when they're both bleeding in the front. With we we get all in the same bus. I, well, when we would like book it to somewhere, I think like the. Like oh yeah no that night <laughs> Max Royer uh, the drummer from who I play with in Cat Signs uh, I've known him you know longer than all these people that I've said I've known a long time I've known him a long time played music with him since I was really little and uh, he was he's not a big drinker or, or partier especially at this time um, so he actually got he had to drive the the uh, their the Tremors van to uh, Des Moines. Like, maybe he had, like, one person with him. Everyone else piled in the bus. I think the Night Beats had broken down, and so they were coming with us because of that. But, yeah, we had a bunch of people in the bus. And was this on the Brandy bus? Or this was like on... No, this is... Oh, was this on Brandy? Who was it? Uh, actually, I don't remember if it was on Brandy or not. Was it Brandy, or was it... Uh, the name of the other... The other one is... Um, uh, there's Brandy. No, so it wasn't Brandy. It was uh, one I lived in. Oh my god, what was fucking uh, the one that you were in during the fire too? Yeah, the, the oh Christian. that was that that got the, turned the to the California church. Yeah, that Chicago. one was called. Um, my God, dude, what was the fucking name of that one? It, it was a chick's name, right? Yeah, they always yeah. I think it, I want to say it was like Luthy or something like that. Yeah, I I heard that. It was called. What one of them was it? called Lucy. What the fuck was it? I can't remember, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, we always named our vehicles. We had one named Chody, and then we had one Diantina. That's where the name came from. Uh, we had one Chongler. 
that was the Tremors mobile actually, but um, we had Chody was an awesome one. That was a great one. Uh, we had Shaniqua, I think was one. I believe. Tight name. Tight yeah. Um, so we, we always named them. That's you know. I can't believe I can't remember the name of that one though right now. It's like it's gnarly. It's kind of like bugging me. We got time. We yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm not gonna think of it. You know that when you do that, your brain is literally not letting you remember. Like, really? So as soon as you stop, that's when you. If you just stop trying to think about it, it'll come to you. Oh. It's it's like a it's like a, um like a glitch in your brain. Like it's like you know it's almost like a, it's like yeah like a it's it's a glitch essentially. You know it's like a fucking, it's, you know it's like a oh shit wait this isn't supposed to happen right now you know like you're not and so you're not going to figure it out typically I've kind of come recently to like actually be be able to do it but it, I guess it's something that I probably had more knowledge or like a memory of it more recently um, but like something like that where you haven't thought of it in a long time like yeah you're not going to get it um, because your brain's not letting you it's that's like, crazy yeah it's, it's, it's a trip Turn to a TED talk real quick. Turn into a fucking blue man group real quick. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much my life story. And then, so you played in Growlers from 2011 to 2016. Yeah, 2016, 17. Yeah. What was the last show, or like one of the last shows? Last that you show played? was my birthday. Actually, we played in. Um, we played in like the middle of the fucking Rockies, um, in uh, Colorado. Was it on a tour, just like a little like? That was on whatever. a little like West Coast tour. Okay. It was uh, it was the Chinese or the fucking City Club or something like that. I can't. I can't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was City Club. I don't fucking know. You were you were oh d- uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you play on City Club uh for the bass a little bit? N- no, no. Or? I mean, I like there was a. I mean, no, no, not really. I didn't, yeah, no. Wasn't I had nothing to do with that one actually, I like um, had you know, kind of like we had gotten together you know and formulated things, but like um, I uh, I ended up going um, to like Bali and Nicaragua for a long like a while, and then I went to Antigua for even longer, so I was kind of out for most of that year while that was going on. Um, I just needed to take like a fucking vacation, a long one, you know. Can we can we talk about the uh, the um, the change up? I guess you could say about the the growlers regarding. Yeah, yeah, what uh, what's up? What, uh, what was the whole deal with um, the change in the lineup? Like, what prompted that? What well, what was what changed from like Scott and you not being in the band anymore and mm-hmm. having another guy substitute? Well. Um, the uh like what was the beginning of that what was yeah. like what was well, the origin i mean it all started like um kind of like once we finally got like all of our um our like uh, affairs in order with the band like we finally you know we we had, like fired our old management got rid of their record label um which was uh, yeah ever loving we had left them you know I and and uh, they fucking but like I said they fucking helped they the guys wouldn't be where they were if it weren't for them you know 
but um, it just you have to move on at a certain point, and that's like even with the growlers, that's like kind of <clears throat> what you know the moral of this story will be. But like um, the uh, once we got all of our affairs in order, um, it was like um, uh, the people started being with like the the like just like every because we dude, we didn't have our shit together one bit when it came to like the business side, believe it or not. You know, like mm. we didn't. We didn't know what what was going on. Money was missing, and you know, sh- bullshit like that. And and that's no one. It's not like anyone's fault. It was just like we we didn't give a fuck. And then so it was like so you know we had after we kind of cleaned house with that, you know we had these new people that came in and they were like okay well you know you guys should probably care about this stuff and because uh, you're losing money and whatever yeah I mean, XYZ, you guys all just this like stuff. you yeah. don't even know what the fuck's going on and yeah. so we we're like okay yeah and so that kind of gave. I think everyone like a different perspective on like what they want to uh, accomplish with their lives you know what how do they want to not be you know lackadaisical do you know the business side do they care about the business side do you care about the music like are you trying to like be you know like do go in this direction or do you want to stay in it you know it's like there's so everyone kind of had a different idea of like what we should be doing you know some people were was this was when scott was still yeah a yeah, part of it it was, was kind of trying to like yeah this is when scott was still a part of it and um and i think he, you know he just kind of like um with him it was just you know he um he 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 like so but when that stuff you know he had like so he he during the, before when we didn't have our shit together scott was the one that was like getting like was the only one that was helping us have our shit together he was doing the website um like matt would draw a lot of the merch but scott would actually do it in photoshop he would send it out to the merch company and produce he would it fucking you know scott was doing the, the, the middle man between shit. creativity I mean, just and, like you know just i mean not just that just anything that like didn't have to do with like really like actually like writing the music scott was like handling all that and so once we like cleaned the house um and like kind of allocated that to an actual person i think um you know scott found himself with more like you know scott is someone that he needs to be doing something at all times or else he's st- like doesn't know what to fucking do you know he right. starts losing his mind right, and right. so i think with this free time um like that he had which he loved don't get me wrong um i think that that's when you start to think like okay well we should do this and that and you know there's you know you have like oh well like who makes the uh, you know who is the one that makes the decision in the band? Right, yeah. and now you kind of get that going and 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 there like i said there was no fighting or anything but that's that's what i think almost the problem is because nothing was really talked about nothing there was never like Oh, let's meet up and talk. Like it was just so like everyone was so passive about it, um, but you know, unknowingly that that like there was an, a p- kind of a plan in place, but like since you know no one really knew what was going on, and and so then the city club thing when that was about to get happen, um, and they w- they like wanted to go in a different direction and I don't like and they wanted to try some new things and basically they, they being Matt in Brooks I mean yeah yeah like just exa- and like management whoever because we're going to record a, a, an album with Julian Casablancas now we signed a record deal with Cole and, Records and, and uh, Scott was a part of this too right was like yeah yeah with the like he was on board with 
getting Julian involved? Uh, yeah, yeah, that? he was. We had a meeting with him and everything. But then, like, um, uh, and so they want to do new things and, and I think try new things. And uh, I didn't know, like, what if Scott was, like, there was no talking. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, Scott's not really, um, like, involved. And then I had just gotten through a breakup. And so, and I saw scattered. that Scott wasn't really, do, and I'm like, you know, kind of like, what? Well, why? Why? And then, why do you think that that I, happened? Like, I, that, I, I can't. Know? I don't know. I can't tell you. Um, but then, uh, like, and so, and then I'm like, well, you know, I get all like, well, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, be all like, well, you know, like, fuck that, you know. But it's and like it was and, and I, like I was just in a weird place to be honest with you I, I had just gone through a breakup I was going through a weird time in my life and I was kind of you know so but then um, so then I just was like you know what like we and we came to terms where like okay you know what I'm, I'm not gonna like you guys you know you, this is like you guys have kind of been involved in this like with the, the record deal and all that like you guys should like you know I don't want to like hinder this shit with like arguing or like not thinking the song's good enough or mm -hmm. anything like like so we you know they were like 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 Brooks and Matt will go in the studio and they'll they'll do the thing and I'll play you know I'll fucking back any song those guys do because I know they write the best music I've ever heard you know in modern fucking times and so I was you know I was like all right I'm gonna go fucking get my shit together and like fucking go to these tropical places and do my thing take a breather yeah and, just and then yeah. like while i was out there i did a lot of soul searching and like i don't know what happened i was gone but all of a sudden scott's not going to be in the band anymore and who, who who told you about this like like how'd you how'd you like get that news like who told you like oh scott's not part of this anymore and um, like well i was never direction. like a for sure thing until scott told me like what had happened yeah. i was i wasn't around like i said so yeah. i think i actually even heard about it from like my mom or taylor and taylor was kept in the dark with it all and like i i had an idea of like what the fuck is i just like but i was out and i was out of the country and then once and you know and then so with that happened with scott and i was just like i was just like nah I'm not in a place in my life where, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, play with some studio musicians. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying, ah, that's just not, not, what, and that's not why I play music. I don't play music to play with random people. Right. You know? It's like your buddies. It's like, I play yeah. music to play, like, how it was when we started, like I said earlier, where it was, like, we were fucking a absolute brotherhood. Like, there is not one thing I still, to this day, wouldn't do for any of those guys. You know, but, um, and, 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 and that's what bummed me out too so much is that we had lost the camaraderie and there was nowhere where it went like wrong. It was like, all of a sudden it was like, it was, it was just like, poof, it's gone. And it was like, I, and it's like, okay, like, I guess out of sight, out of mind, you know, if you're not, and, and like, that sucks, but, um, you know, and so, but that's, you know what, that's fucking life, dude, you know? Things don't last forever. Things can always come back, obviously. But like, you gotta just appreciate for like what it was. What it was. Like when that it was happened. sick. What was happening? You never know. Like that. I, you know, what's gonna happen in the future? Like, and that's what's funny about me leaving the band was like that was even never like a thing. Like that was like okay, I'm gonna come back in the band, 
And that's like a whole nother story that I'm not going to get into me coming back after all this but moral of the story is like the camaraderie was gone and and uh you know so um but like i said you, you know i fucking it was one of the greatest things that i've been a part of it was like uh, i i know like that it was one of the coolest things that was around and uh i'm proud to be able to like say that i played you know with those guys and i still like i said i talked to all of them like I fucking talk to all of them about recording music with them, playing music with them. I send them music all the time. I hear their, you know, they inputs like, on it and yeah. Yeah, and so there's, dude. Who knows? I could probably go in and r write a Growlers record next month. You know, it's or I, I or me and Matt should. can do a, a record, or me and Brooks, or me and Kyle, me and Scott. You know, I just actually hit up Scott recently to do a record. So. Scott's amazing. If, yeah, if you're listening, Scott, what's Scott, up? I like drum and bass wise. I, there's no one that I. Your guys is like you guys is connection. You could definitely hear it on the record. It's yeah. like those guys go together. Like that's yeah. yeah. We were like fucking you know, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Like. Oh, for sure. But um, and that's why. I, and the, the, honestly, I forgot about that. That was another thing. I was like, okay, well, Scott's not in it. Like, I can't. I probably won't be able to gel with this new guy. Not on like a uh, hanging out like, like on a musical level. Like it was so gnarly with Scott where we were so in sync. In, you guys were sync. like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's it's. I'm gonna always compare whoever is gonna be after him to him, that, and it's never gonna get there. And I'm like a perfectionist, so I'm not gonna be into it. You know, I would. Right. I 100 percent was dragging my feet through anything that post Scott that I had to do with, which wasn't much, but. That's why it, it was enough to be like okay. It was this like is, uh, yeah. that's where they, both parties came to okay, dude. Like we we know it. Like you you don't. I'm like yeah. I you don't really want it. Yeah okay. Like we'll we'll just give it some time. Maybe we'll come back. Maybe not. Right. And like and I kind of just been doing my own thing. With yeah. cat signs. Yeah. Which and is fucking sick. And yeah. You come out with the with we're, the record, right? Yeah, we're playing. Um, at the uh, this new venue next week on June sixth, is it, is it the one in um, in LA or what? Or that has like a it's in Tustin actually. Oh Tustin, okay. It's, it's own. Uh, it's run by my buddy who does like he st he he helped do like start Beach Goth and Bergarama and all that shit. Does does this guy have a name? His name is Jeffrey Schumann. 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 All right. And he he books at the Observatory and uh, he's starting his own venue in Tustin. And so. Well, that's good. I think, to, I need like I think like all of those like little fucking places need something, like like you know to, to go to. Uh, I got another question for you. What, what what's your take on the whole beach goth observatory uh, oh, dilemma? Dude, I, I like that all started when I was out of the country as well, you know, and so. The like, shit just went south when you left, huh? Dude, when I before I fucking left, my last like growler show, fucking Jeffrey was like the band's best friend so i don't know what happened literally like i i mean i i know but like it's really he said she said bullshit you know like it, it's it's um i think that um i think that how should i put it i think that everyone contributed to beach goth I'm not gonna say like evenly or even, I'm just saying everyone had put their part in. Everyone it. had a role in it. And yeah, you know, creating it. Yeah, right. Like I mean, straight up. I'll even, even toot my own horn. The first one, 
I probably booked more bands than fucking Brooks and Jeffrey. Number the, the Beach House one. They like, they came to me asking every band to play. Like, like Cosmonauts. Uh, I played in half of them. Growlers, Tomorrow's Tulips, fucking Abigails, um, and was it with Tremors? Uh, Tremors, and then uh, the what was the other Night Beats? I think played uh, uh, Sam Flax. Oh yes, it, wait, wait, uh, did you play in Sam Flax or no? He was just no. His, that's uh, my that, a couple. My buddy, uh, my good buddy uh, Jamie plays played with them. Not, What's up, I Jamie? Yeah, Jamie. He plays drums in uh, Tomorrow's Tulips now. Oh okay. Yeah, but cool. um, he uh, but yeah um, so I mean I'm just that's I'm just going to show you that like you know everyone had their part you know yeah I, in creating it to what it was. I was at Kinko's stressing out trying to print out these huge posters of like a penis with like a mustache and glasses on it and like a, a chick on a bike with her tits out you know like uh, and the people at Kinko's are like what the fuck are you doing they take kind where of are you going now? right now like a fucking weird ass like fucking you know dominatrix dungeon or something but like it's not a face you know and, and that's why I'm saying like it's it's just like I, I don't know like what's the deal with that but I know that I can tell you that everyone worked their ass off to get it going and it's it's a shame that it's come to like you know where you're paying you know lawyers like a million dollars to just to fuck over the other dude who you used to be friends with and that, and that's like what the whole thing's come to it's a shame that it's like fucking gotten so like like fucking conceited and spiteful greedy how and, yeah. I, and greedy yeah and like right. just the whole thing and you know what it is it's because it, you get the fucking industry involved and, and you know as soon as we fucking get this new you know we clean house we get these new people involved they start spinning their fucking bullshit to you know oh yeah you know this is this is your band you know or you should kick out this dude or he's not that good because they're fucking cocksuckers and they realize that they feel threatened because they know they're getting called out by the people that fucking really, you know, deserve to enjoy the music and, you know, these guys are just there to fucking make money off of it, you know? Pieces of shit. Terrible right. people. <coughs> right. Terrible fucking people. Like, and they, they, that's what really ruined the band was fucking money with fucking you know like the industry that's like it just ripped ripped out everyone's fucking soul you know made me not want to fucking deal with that shit ever you know so it's hard it was very insightful thank you very much of course clearing some of the air on that yeah but to to cat signs yeah so, to cat signs yeah sick who, who do you, who do you have in your in your lineup right now who's who's playing what um <clears throat> I have my brother playing guitar my good buddy Albert playing bass and my really good buddy Max playing drums and these are all people that I like literally were my the biggest influences on me when I started playing music because my brother I got a guitar because my brother got it had a guitar when I was young. Well, you know, my uncle gave him a guitar. I was pissed why I didn't get a guitar, you know. Um, Max, uh, I started, I first jammed with him when I was 14 years old. Um, and uh, he showed me what it means to really, like, fucking be good at an instrument, you know. And not like, not, but not a fucking cocky, you know, fucking little 
weasel piece of shit kid, but like just a chiller who's like fucking rips on everything. He's good at guitar. He's good on drums. He's good at fucking singing. You know, it's awesome. Um, and then Albert, that dude literally helped me write my first ever guitar solo. He pretty much, he wrote my first guitar solo in the middle of the street at four o'clock in the morning, Orange Avenue, 21st in Costa Mesa. We had our guitars out there and he told me and he showed me what a solo to do. And so basically I'm trying to say that this band is just straight up like family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, we recorded an album that's going to be out very soon called The Fine and Mellow that we recorded with Kyle Malarkey in Topanga. Uh, oh, yeah, up, up in his place. Is that place rad? Because that yeah, place seems super, it's, it's super It's like cool. a little room like this place, but with even better equipment. I want to get Kyle Malarkey on here one, yeah. one day. He used to play with the Abigails. Really? He used to play in a band called Grand Elegance. And yeah, uh, Warren's old yeah, band yeah, before like, Abigails. Yeah, one of the biggest influences on the Growlers, honestly. And uh, so, yeah, Cat Signs and... Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, probably this summer really starting to get... I, I, like, needed to take another break from things just to, like, really digest, like, the past couple years. Mm -hmm. I, like, got... I went away from the country, but then shit even hit the fan once I came back, you know? Even more so. So it was, like, I just... And I tried to, like, kind of power through it by playing with a lot with Cat Signs, and it was just, like... I'm burnt the fuck out, you know? I am absolutely fucking toasted on human beings. Like, straight up. I, I can't deal with fucking people right now. It's a shame. You know, I, I'm, I'm totally chill now, but it, I was just... I was sick of fucking... I was sick of everything. Like, it was... And it was just, like... I wasn't... I was having fun, but, like, I was having fun recording, writing the album, you know? I'm trying to play these shows during it and I'm like why the fuck am I doing this right now like and uh and so what I did was I basically just got my shit together and learned how to like a new trade like trade in music and I learned I basically like fucking religiously studied like electrical audio engineering and like electrical circuitry and you know signals and you know and capacitors and fucking resistors and you know, positive and negative polarity, and just yeah. all that shit. And so, recording basically, and the pr and the real proper way to record, it, you know, with analog equipment, and in also with and in and, and recording the digital like domain as well. And like, I that's what I spent my past year doing. I've been buying equipment and just getting like that down. I've always wanted to do that, like more so than anything like I always wanted to fucking have my own studio I, I the, the funnest part for me playing music was recording there's nothing better that's why I play music is to record music that's the only thing that's gonna survive when I die it's the music you know yeah not the fucking shows do you think that um Scott Latoya had a had a a part in like uh giving you your love for like figuring out how to like produce oh, or record and blah 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 completely completely the guy's a fucking genius and uh whether he did it and he whatnot. he i mean yeah he he and him be honestly it's because like how like scott um he gets really into things but he doesn't like dive too deep because he can comprehend it really easily and i'm like okay scott is it like can comprehend it so fucking quick and he's not even like 
like I mean he put in his work for, for like interning at studios and stuff like that I mean Scott literally can do crazy shit but it made me fascinated because I was like oh Scott, it's not that hard though you know even though it really is but Scott made it look so easy and so as soon as I got into it I couldn't stop because I was like fuck this is fucking hard and yeah. this is this is like the hardest subject I've ever studied you know through schools and like you know like you know going through different phases of like being really interested in like you know like psychology and you know physics being in you know into like you know I've, I've go through these things where I'll really like spend a, a year studying like you know as stupid as it sounds like like legitimately like you know trying to un grasp like quantum physics and like also like calculus just like stuff that you're like wait why do people think that it's like a genius or something you know all it is is they went to school someone regurgitated some shit out of a book like and now i have the internet i can learn that shit on my own and so uh, you know i would i learn all any you know i like you know, even philosophy and religion i i don't know i've always been into like learning because i think that's the one thing that like um you can take advantage of having the uh, you know the skills the having yeah. the access of a fucking cell phone in your like pocket is like having an encyclopedia a dictionary a fucking almanac if you even know what that is like this fucking and like yeah a map you know my first couple of tours we had a big ass map uh, before uh, the tour we would get the v venue um addresses and we would go on MapQuest, and we would have to print out the directions from each, you know, ahead of time. Are they doing Ray McNally, like, a Yeah, huge and so, you know, like, well, we would bring a big-ass map, mm -hmm. but then to make sure we're going, okay, the 40, you don't know where the fuck the 40 is, yeah. you know, but on the map you can see, okay, yeah, it's going to be a further up, because I think we're here. I It's crazy, because, like, I'm sure you probably, that doesn't even fucking register, right? Like, yeah, a big-ass... Map, it's you all know. about phones now, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. can you imagine, like, having to go to, right now, Phoenix and try to find, you know, the uh, Crystal Ballroom? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, How would you do that? It's super difficult, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, I've, I'm assuming. Yeah, you know. Just printing off stuff. Off like, the, I, and I luckily, mean, I had the internet to be able to print that shit, you know. Yeah. But it, I used but to before do. Before then, too. But before, like, I, I've really never had access to a printer for some reason. So, honestly, I've done so many tours with just straight up a map, that's it no phone I didn't get an iPhone until uh, like a phone and that was the first time I had a phone with internet on it and a map so that was in 2000 the beginning of 2013 so that's any tour I did prior to that I you know if maybe someone else had one but like I you know I did a lot of tours where there was just map and just uh, just a map and just your fucking compass I have a really good like m you know m like compass inside of me like I need I know where north sense is at a all sense times. of direction and yeah I have a really good I remember like every, like I have a photographic memory so I remember shit really like where to you know it turned and because when I was a kid I used to fucking go around Costa Mesa all over just just I loved just exploring mm -hmm. and and so um like uh that helped me for tour you know and like uh like for oh my, I went across the country with my grandma when I was in seventh grade. Um, from from where to where? From from California, from Costa Mesa, California, all the way to the Jersey Shore, everything in between. We went, we hit the north, 
on the way there. So, you know, Las Vegas, Salt Lake, Cheyenne, uh, Cheyenne uh, Wyoming, you know, down to Colorado, um, uh, you know, through Kansas, um, up to Chicago, Detroit. How long did that take? My oh, grandma oh, fucking took me and my cousin, and we drove across. What, your brother? Did your brother go to or no? No, it was just me, because we were, uh, we graduated, like, sixth grade, but I was already in, I was in my seventh grade, going into my eighth grade year, and, oh, it's because I turned a teenager, that's why. So she would do this. She tried to do, she's going to try to make this a thing. I'm like, Grammy, you can't fucking, we, I have, I have, like, 22 cousins. She tried to make this, like, a new thing. She's like, okay, and, like, the next year, like, my cousin Chelsea, Brianna's, who came with me, Brianna came with me, her little sister, who's one year younger, she, my grandma just ended up flying her out. She's like, yeah, here you go. She just <laughs> flew from this coast to that coast. She didn't drive them. But uh, we fucking went for two months. I was with my grandma. Two months? Funnest trip I've ever had in my life. That's amazing. It was fucking so awesome. You, I mean, you, you got to see the country through that. Oh, yeah, that made me... I literally got I if I didn't go on that I wouldn't know what a fucking tour is that was I was already on tour when I was in seventh grade with my grandma you know she was I love my grandma she's it's a good headliner yeah she's the fucking she's the best and so she she did that with me and uh, how old is she at the time um okay my grandma's like 75 I think now she's like early 60s maybe yeah, okay, so she turned... I remember she turned 60 when I was in 6th grade, so she was 61. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh... And, and, and to be that sharp, you know? Yeah. Like... And I got to see, like, family that... Because my family comes from the East Coast, from Philadelphia. Um, I got to see, like, my, uh, my mother's real dad. Because um, my grandmother remarried back when my mom was only 10 years old. And so my grandfather that I call grandfather is really a step grandfather but he's my grand he's my fucking he was like he's pretty he was like a father figure because my dad wasn't really in my life because my dad lived in Germany close with my dad now he he lived in Germany when you were a kid yeah my mom were you born here I was born here but um actually I might have been born in Germany no I was born in Van Nuys I was born in Van Nuys I was born in Van Nuys um But uh, my mom was a model, and she was traveling all over Europe, and she met my dad. This is back when Germany was split into West Germany and East oh, Germany. Oh, okay. My dad was actually in the West German army, because you have to jo- join the army for, like... That's how a lot of, like, even today, Israel, Norway... Sweden. Denmark, you have to do... E- in Germany, you either have to fucking join, serve. like, Red Cross... Yeah. Or you have to serve, you know, in, like, the military. Yeah. For, you know, like, some of it's two years, some of it's four years. My dad was in the military, um, and he met my mom, and, uh, he was stationed, actually, in Berlin, and then, uh, he lived in Munich, though. My family's comes from Munich and, uh, Spain as well, um, and, uh, and so they, like, fell in love, and then he tried to move out here, and, like, Right away, like Rodney King riots happen. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. What was yeah. that like? That was nineteen ninety two. Ninety two, yeah. And so, like, I was like, you know, a couple years old when that's going down. And so he's trying to do, and like, you know, and then fucking, you know, <laughs> fucking OJ Simpson trial, and oh. all this just like did he do it? Started did he do happening, it? You know, do you, do you think he did it? Oh fuck yeah, he did it. All right, all right. He wrote a you book that says like, if if I did I do it, it, this is yeah. how I do it. He's a creepy guy. A but, crazy um, guy. You think he did it? 
I met OJ fucking Simpson. No way. At an LA Raiders game. What? Yeah. How old were you? I was fucking four years old. What? This is like right at that same goddamn time. That's crazy. Met Magic Johnson too. What? It, same time? LA Raiders. What the fuck? Everyone went to LA Raiders games back in the day. Raider Nation. Raider Dunn. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is LA Raiders too. That's fucking funny. Um, but uh, that's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I I don't remember though that I remember fucking Magic Johnson because this was a big deal because I had like even at that how young I was like he had just come out that he had AIDS. Oh, okay, yeah, um, or HIV I should say. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I remember it was actually the fucking Raiders versus the Packers. It was Brett Favre Packers. Okay, all right. And this is the Raiders uh, was like Rich Gannon, I think, was the QB. Um, but I was a 49ers fan. This is when the 49ers were just coming off of the dynasty with Joe Montana. They had switched over to Steve Young. They were still winning Super Bowls. Um, and it was like Cowboys versus Niners. My grandma is a Cowboys fan. And my I got into the 49ers because my grandma's neighbor who would like – I don't know why, but I would hang out with this old guy all the time. His name was Paul, and he was the shit. He golfed, and, like, he was like, you know what, who you're going to like? Because I like the Raiders because it's L.A. He's like, you're going to like the 49ers because your grandma likes the Cowboys, and they're the rivals. And I was, and he got me a Joe Montana jersey. Was, was, like, was it the same grandma that took you? Yeah, this okay. is the same grandma. And, uh, and so... I'm still to this day a huge 49ers fan. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, Paul. I that guy's probably dead to be honest with you, and that's a bummer to think about. But he was a fucking awesome dude. Good, good guy. I should ask my grandma if that guy's still alive. He built me a fucking. I used to have a, a horse rocking thing. Yeah, the little yeah. And like I remember, I have so many memories on that thing. I have like really, I can remember life like I swear to God, I like to say it's like when I was three, but I'm pretty sure it was like when I was like fucking one, because I can like barely walk in the memory right but I'm like no there's no way I remember shit from when I was one you know no fucking way but like I was just watching this you know speaking of like how psychology how I'm into that I just watched this video of this fucking oh my god it's terrible I don't recommend you to watch it because not because it's like well it is kind of creepy but it's just terrible what happened to this little girl and she's like a psychopath like Oh, the, the one who killed, like, the her, her mom or something like that? Well, right? no, there's shit like that. No, this girl, like, this is just, like, a this is just a video from a, a, a session with this girl. These parents adopted two brothers and sisters. They didn't really know the history. Like, what they were just really wanted to adopt kids. Right. They get them um, this, and, you know, she's only fucking, like, not, like, not even one or something like that. And um, a couple months go by, and shit starts kind of getting like she starts getting kind of aggressive and then she starts like stabbing her brother with a pen and killing animals stabbing at, at, at one or, uh, or she's like or, I think like four later. now okay. at this point four maybe five and she's like molesting her brother Oof. and then like you know squeezing his you know his fucking no-nos and fucking uh, it's not, you know, and it's uh, anyway. So, uh, and it's this video, and she's like talk, you know, in the 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 uh, you know the uh, the shrink is like, you know, she's you know telling him all this, and he's trying to be like, you know, why do you do that? And you know, she's like, because like I I don't like people, and I want to be alone, and like it's just so sad. And it happened. They ended up finding out like 
she remembers she like drew this picture when she was one years old she like her dad you know was molesting her and like like Oof. and and so the fact that like you like she can remember that at one obviously that's a really tragic memory my first memory i have is of like a slight you know nothing compared to her but i my uncle um had taken was take was i guess was going to take us out to, to get ice cream me and my two older brothers but he left me at the fucking house for some reason my grandma's house i used to live in my grandma's house and i remember walking around my grandma's house with no one there like where is everyone like and i remember like waddling around and being like like what the f i i hated being alone when i if my mom went to go in the other room down the hallway and like if when, once we moved in an apartment to do laundry i'd start crying because i thought she i thought abandonment yeah. for some reason as a child to me i fucking couldn't well at a young age at as soon enough i like probably by the time i got to like seven i wanted to be alone all the time it was really strange. It just flipped all of a sudden. Yeah, that's, that's a major switch. Yeah, like, but, like, when I was younger, like, I'm talking about, like, as a fucking, I'm a baby at this point, pretty much, still, you know, I'm barely walking. I just, like, I, if, like, I was left alone at the house, I'm like, I'm abandoned. Like, fuck, my uncle left me. Like, what? and it's just, I remember, like, crying, and then I somehow, like, picked up the phone, and my grandma used to have it for emergency, my grandma's so about, like, Oh, emergency! There's a water, you know, water. Grab the like, emergency food and like. Where was so she during the fire? She got it really helped out. See, that's true. That's true. No, she would have fucking. If the fire happened, it wouldn't even happen because she would have had a smoke alarm that would have like notified the fucking cops already and shit. But um, I I dialed my mom, my grandma, and my mom with speed dial because she used to have a pad right there that said six. They'll call me, you know, grandma. Right. And I was like, grandma. It's like, a landline, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uncle Eddie left me. She's like, what? And I, like, I called my mom. She fucking freaked out. And like, but yeah. Anyways, that's like my first memory. And I'm pretty sure, like, I was like fucking one and a half or two. Whoa. I remember waddling around, barely walking, and, and so I remember sitting on that rocking chair that the guy Paul made me at like two. You know, I used to ride the dog like a pony. Like, it used to carry me around. Like, I used to, Sterling, I used to ride him all over the house. He loved right. me. He was, like, my best friend. And he's, I used to get on him. I was, like, I have my own fucking lion. And I just roam around. My grandma, like, I was lucky to when I was living with my grandma, me, my mom, and my brothers, to where there's a lot of neighborhood kids. We would play hockey and a bunch of sports. My grandma was really into, like, community. She was, a like, and that's, like, where, like, the one... I've seen from like religion and it like my grandma's very religious like she's a you know uh, Christian and like um, like it she was all into like helping out like the community you right. know and like um, and doing anything she could for her family for her pastor she took in her our, her pastor's fucking family you know mm -hmm. to everyone's fucking you know like what the fuck grandma like what why you got this family in here she's like that's a pastor like, you know were, were, like, were you living there at the time as well no this is like way later oh, on okay, gotcha, gotcha. like but like I was I was always going to my grandma's house mm -hmm. even when I moved like an hour away I would take the train you know even at fifth grade I would take was, the train was she my living in Christmas she was living in nor in the valley north like uh, by like Magic Mountain okay and um, at, at, at how, how old were you so you say seven um, well, I moved out from her house when I was like s five or s no six, mm -hmm. 
And so, like, when I lived with her, they built me. My grandpa built me a sandbox. Um, my, I had, uh, oh, my room, they added a rec room to the house. So they built another room onto the house for me. It was my playroom. I had a bunch of cousins, but like I said, I lived there. Me and my brothers, but my brothers were older. So, like, this rec room was a fucking, beat, like, a kid's room. With, right. You know, and so, and I would, and they would go to school. And it's funny, because now I think about it. This is how young I was because I didn't have school. I had, like, preschool, but that was, like... Like, half the day or whatever. Whenever yeah. I even wanted to go, I think, because, like, my... They, it's preschool, you know? Like, I don't think my... my Like, my family is very, like, old-fashioned in the sense of, like... I... If you don't want to go to school, don't go. You know? That's how it is, like, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. It was, like... Yeah. Okay, you don't go, you're going to, you know, fuck yourself, your life up, but what am I going to do, you know? Yeah. Like, and so it gives you the option to really take your, you know, but this is when I was young. So, like, they're like, you know, do you not want to, I want to watch Winnie the Pooh and stay home. I want to, I used to do Richard Simmons, like, aerobics with my grandma. And that was like, you know, I used to do that shit every day with my grandma, Richard Simmons, if you know who that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um. It was like was it were these tapes or was it on it TV? was it was tapes actually okay. yeah it was All tapes right. but and um, she was she was getting into it yeah and okay. this is where though I saw um like my like the first time I saw a band though at a young age I went to like uh, a uh, like a um like a church my grandma's church like uh, uh was having some like clubhouse kids thing oh yeah my also side note my grandpa built me a, a little shed clubhouse. Like, essentially my own little house, like, house, not even talking about the, that rec room. I had, like, a little, little fucking, you know, little shed that was, like, built like a house. Was this, was this all in the place that she yeah. moved, but she yeah. moved to up? up no, this is, no, no, this or? is, like, well, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is up there. Okay. Um, and I was going to say Because I was born in Van Nuys okay. Valley, so I was born up there. I lived up there and moved to Costa Mesa in 1999, so when I was, yeah, nine years old, um, and, uh, so when I was really young, like, I had, you know, like, all this shit to do by myself, though, you know, because I'm, like, even though I had a lot of cousins, like I said, my my brothers were at school, and my cousins were more so in L.A., like, th more, you know, right. more, and so I was out there kind of just, like, I would just have my own fucking, my own, like, fantasy worlds of, like, doing whatever the fuck I wanted to by myself, but then, like... My, I had my mom around. Um, I had, like, my grandma, my grandpa, the dog, you know? So I had to, like, make do with what I could with, like, people that were always at a different, like, level than me, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember, though, going and seeing this band and, uh, like, just... I fucking was like, what the fuck is that? The drums, for some reason, I remember specifically at first. I was like, oh, my God, what are those things? And my grandma took me to Universal City Walk, me and my brothers and a couple of my cousins. And she, sh there was used to have this, this like photo you could take. That was like a big thing in the '90s. Like you take a photo and we're gonna like, not it was before Photoshop, but like we're gonna put you in this thing that's like looks like you're doing this crazy shit. And so just it, backdrops. Huh? And so they was like me and my brothers and my couple cousins were in this band and like my grandma was like fucking banging on the thing like turn that racket down and it was like Wayne's World vibe it was like set off of Wayne's Excellent. World and um I remember that's when I was like oh this is I want to play and so my grandma used to run the church 
like she was like the accountant for her church, the one that she took the pastor and all this stuff. She would bring me to the church because she would work pretty much. No one's at the church on the weekday, you know, no one, maybe the pastor every now and then. She let me fucking she put she had the guy bring the drums up into one of the like worship rooms and I used to just bang on those fucking things all day long. It was terrible. I can't believe my grandma put up with that shit. All day long I just bang on the fucking drums. Do do do. And like I was like how how does it how do you play these things? Like fuck. What am I supposed to do? And then I saw Detroit Rock City and I was like saw Kiss and that just was like oh my god. Is that the one with Mark Wahlberg in it? No, uh, Detroit Rock City is. I think you're thinking of um, uh, the uh, the P.T. Anderson film. Uh, um, yeah, what is that one? Called? The one with Dirk Diggler. Um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm fucking forgetting it right now. The porn star one. No, not. No, I, I was thinking about Boogie Nights. Was, Boogie Nights, right? Uh, um, no, oh. it was, there was some other one. I don't. I forget. I think no, the one, check. the one, Detroit Rock City is with like a bunch of kind of like more independent film actors, but it's. Um, about these kids who are like really into Kiss. They play in like a Kiss cover band. They like all Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. It's this journey like Bill and Ted's, you know, excellent adventure. You know, Wayne's World like journey to fucking get to the Kiss concert and all this shit that right. happens on the way. Okay. Stuff that I like. I hadn't watched it since I was little. Like where the the they feed the priest mushrooms. I didn't know what the fuck that meant when I was in third grade. You know, second no, I was in second grade when I saw it. You know, my mom had a black box, so we could watch anything we fucking wanted. I don't know if you know what. Oh, you probably don't know what a black box is. Is that it's under the cable, right? Like it's the, it's the, a the cable, cable box, box that yeah. was rigged up to where you got every single channel right that came to you. And um, and so uh, I fucking I saw Detroit Rock City, Kiss, was like. These guys in fucking makeup? Right. What the fuck? Holy shit. And then the guitar, Ace Freely, on the guitar, his guitar had smoke coming out of it. I was like, and my brother Michael had just gotten a guitar from my uncle. I was like, that's what I fucking want to do. And so my mom got me a fucking guitar the next Christmas, and the rest is history. I've been playing guitar ever since. Mm -hmm. 1999. 1999? Yep. To forever. Well, that's my life story. We got deep on this. We got so deep. This is amazing. Can, can, can we can we do another episode sometime? Of course. All right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think that's it, right? That's, yeah, right. over and out, dude, for sure. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for cool. doing this, man. Of course. And mic it out with the four mics. Mic it, mic it, mic it. Is there anything else you want to say or no? Uh, no, no. That's it. said it all. Yeah. All that's the words. That's it. All right. June 6th, I'm playing a show. I don't even know what the venue's called, but just be there. June 6th. Cat signs. Yep. This will be up tomorrow. Here we go.